Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I don't know where to start from, but I know what I want to say. By the grace of God. So anyhow it comes, I believe there's a message for someone here. Let me take it first from Hebrews chapter 10. I'll read from verse 19. I'll just read quickly. I may not make comment as such, but I'll make my comment invariably. From verse 19. Therefore, brethren, therefore, brethren, that's, I'm starting from the conclusion. Having boldness to enter the holiest, the most sacred place of God. True. Having boldness to enter the holiest. How? By the blood of Jesus. Now you know when we say the blood of Jesus, we're not just we're not throwing the talisman somewhere. That's where I'm going. By the blood. By the blood. That's the basis of our confidence. By the blood. Boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. It's new because it's not natural. It is supernatural. Which he consecrated for us through the veil. And when he talks of the veil, he's, using, he's alluding to the veil of the temple. And no human being will cross that veil except the high priest. And it was only once in a year. And the high priest that was not prepared was slain in, in the holiest place. That's how dreadful this thing I'm talking about is. But for you and I, so therefore, having the boldness. No, so you and I now have access. But you see, tendencies to still think that you are ordinarily natural. So you will need boldness. Though it's open to you. Oh, I feel the fire. Something will change for somebody permanently today. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Enter the holiest by the blood, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. So that's alluding to the veil in the temple. And when he talks of the veil, when he, when, he, when, when he gave up the ghost on the, on the cross, they said the veil was rented into two. Hello. It was not top down. It was down up. You should understand that. When the veil, when God will tear the veil, he picked it from the ground. Pew! It was down up. It was not top down. And it flung open what nobody would dare. So he's saying to those who, are, who now belong, you don't need any pass. The past you already have, I feel the fire. So what's the past? The blood of Jesus. You are now a covenant child of God. You are part of the deal. You belong. If you are born again. And that's why we don't joke with this thing that being born again. That is really having a covenant with God through his son Jesus Christ. We don't joke with it. Some joke with it, but we don't. It's a serious matter. When young men come to me and they're about to start in life, the first question I ask them, or one of the first questions I ask them is, please tell me, what's your secret? What's your anchor? 
Because very soon you'll see the trouble of life. I promise you. Don't tell them there won't be trouble. There are so many are the afflictions of the righteous. Even the righteous see trouble. Because that's when you will need an anchor. So who is your anchor? You're getting married now. You're doing business now. You want to, oh uh, yeah. I, congratulations. I'm going to pray for grace for you. But let me know, what's your belief? What's your confidence? Your earthly father? Uh, the man is winding up. The moment you are getting to this stage, the man is winding up. Don't you know? By the time you're as old as your dad today, he will have, probably will have gone. Don't you know? You are 28, you are 30. Okay, fine. Your daddy is 62. 58, I hear you. Oh, okay, even 50. So by the time you are 50, add it. Your daddy is approaching 80. Is that your confidence? Ketun Kuma said, my daddy was the richest man in the whole county. And he said to me, daughter, I will give you. He said, daddy died at the end of the day, not a dime. The only thing I got was one dollar note. Daddy promised. Daddy was the richest. Daddy promised me. When daddy passed, one dollar note. Which is just symbolic. So what's your confidence? Okay. So that's what I ask people. You've got to make, you've got to get into this covenant by yourself. By a new living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. That's what I'm going. Now, symbolically, we're looking at the veil in the temple on earth, that temple where no man could enter, but only the high priest and once a year, and the high priest must be prepared, otherwise he will die. Uh-huh. But now, long open, they say, how? How is it? How is it? I mean, what's the way he's prepared for us? Tearing it. How did he tear it? He said, that was, his, that was his flesh, that he was pierced, he was killed, he shed his blood. He said, that was what sealed it for you and I. That's our gate pass. So when you hear one say, the blood of Jesus, you are leading to a covenant. It's not a talisman. They just drop it and say, let me use it. No. It's a confession of a covenant which you have, which you belong to. Well, recently, some weeks back, somebody met me and said, Pastor, are you fighting me? I said, me? Fight you? No. Why should I fight you? But when I feel the pressure, I provoke what I have. The covenant. And I'll tell you what it does in a minute. And it's... Nobody has a monopoly of it. It's for every covenant child of God. It's not designed for only pastors and reverends. Or other bishops and... Actually, no, it's for every child of God. If you're born again, it's yours. So why would they say, are you fighting me? Because there was constant collision in the spirit. So he says, through the veil, and he didn't just leave the veil in an ambiguous manner. He said, that is his flesh. Flesh, flesh, his body. That was pierced. That was beaten to shreds. The stripes that heals us. 
from which he bled until he died. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, covenant brethren. Anyone here? If you're here, shout amen. amen. He said, let us what? I can hear you. I can hear you. Some are still dreaming. They don't understand what I'm saying here. He said, let us do what? Draw near. Let us draw near. Hallelujah. With what? A true heart. In full assurance. <laughs> when you come in the covenant manner, you are guaranteed an answer. Okay. That's introduction. Uh, where do I pick it now? Okay, let's go to the book of Psalms. He was talking. David was talking. David, David. David in the Old Testament, he understood this thing that we are struggling to understand. Can you imagine? Isaiah did. David did. No wonder they, they, they were different. Daniel did. He said, how? He said, those who do, you see, those who despise the covenant, uh-huh. who despise it, or who do it, he said, we what? He said, against the covenant. So they understood this thing. So Psalm 89, from verse 30, God, speaking through David, and David had this understanding, he said, if his sons forsake my law, talking about David, and do not walk in my judgments, if they break my, call, my statutes, and do not keep my commandment, and remember in the Old Testament, God will not, he will not tolerate you not keeping his law, not keeping his commandment. But here he's talking of someone that had a covenant with him. God is by us towards his covenant children. See what I mean? I feel the fire. Yes. There are some things you must know. He <laughs> will tell you, if you don't do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. They said, Don't see what he said about this one. He said, If his children do this, if they do this, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandment, then, then I will punish their transgression. I will not, I won't rub their heads to say, Carry, go ahead. I will punish them. I will punish them. <laughs> With the rod. He will chastise. And the iniquity will strikes. You see in the, the picture of a father chastising the son. He said, I will come with the rod and with the, and with the, and with the stripes. I will frog. They will cry. Jump and cry. Frog their legs. They will cry. So don't do it again. See what God said he will do. But if it's not covenant, he will cast them away. Throw them to their enemies. Kill them. But hear what he said about the covenant person. He said, if his children, <laughs> I will chastise them. Three, that's a three. Nevertheless, my loving kindness, I will not utterly take from him. Nor allow my faithfulness to fail. This is covenant. I won't get so angry that I will say, kill them. No. I will, I will punch them, but I will, st- I will still do what I promised in my covenant to do with their fa- for their fathers. My covenant I will not break, nor utter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. He said, look, this thing I'm saying, I'm talking about David. I have sworn by my holiness. Woo! 
I know that someday my pastor will die to David. It still happened today, ladies and gentlemen. Today, 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 today. I'm talking covenant. Okay. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. But you have cast off and aboard. You have been furious with your anointed. You have renounced the covenant of your servant. You have profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. You have brought... No, it has continued. But see what he has said. That's the much I'm taking from there. I want you to come with me to a story in the book of Second Samuel. Hello? Okay, Second Samuel, chapter 9. Uh, now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? That I may show him kindness. Why? For Jonathan's sake, the margin of my Bible. I mean, that kindness, that I may show him covenant faithfulness. He didn't enter into covenant to anybody from Saul's house. Jonathan. Only Jonathan. And there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Ziba. And so when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone? of the house of Saul, to whom I may show the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan, who is the lame, or rather, who is lame in his feet. He doesn't walk, he's lame. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he's in the house of Machir, and the son of Amir, in Lodibah. If you look at all the meaning of this, Machir, Iria, Lodibah, they are really forsaking things. Dry, dirty, nasty, slum, no good. Then the king sent and brought him out of the house of Maki, the son of Emir from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. And so David said to him, do not fear. For I will surely show you kindness. You know why? For Jonathan, your father's sick. So when you hear sick, sick, sick in the Bible, it's not the same thing as in English. It is for want of translation in the Old Testament. When you say sick, for so, so sick, we are saying that for reason of the covenant I have with this one, if I say for numpty sick, by virtue of the covenant I have with numpty, I'm going to do this. That's what sick means. They would understand it because we look at it with English mind. Okay. Because why was David doing this? For Jonathan's sake. What about Jonathan? She read from 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 18. David caught a covenant with Jonathan. Yeah. And that was it. For Jonathan's sake. Praise the Lord. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan's, Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you 
all the land of Saul your grandfather and you shall eat bread at my table continually then he bowed himself uh, and said what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I and the king called to Ziba Saul's servant and said to him I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house Saul was a king was the king so you can imagine the vast wealth coming overnight to a limb man, to a destitute. Everybody shall come out. Wow. Somebody will get it. In the name of Jesus. Ten. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall walk the land for him and shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But may people your master's son shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. They all became the servants of Mephibosheth. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord, the king, has commanded the servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table. He kept on repeating it. This is the third time. Like one of the king's son, that's covenant, like a son. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, and for he ate continually at the king's table, for he was lame in both his feet. Glory be to God in the highest. I just want to draw some lessons from this. I have a lot to say, but I just kind of limit it quickly. Now, beginning, Mephibosheth was a nobody. Mephibosheth was the grandson of King Saul. But when Saul died, and Jonathan died, her nurse, if you read further, picked her to escape because they knew that the new king would probably slaughter every son, every hair apparel. And so she was escaping. She, was, she meant well. But when she was running, she tripped and she fell with the little boy on her arms. And they fell. And the boy's limbs were broken. And of course, she trying to hide. Which was to retake him that, that David would not find him. But David wouldn't have killed him, but she didn't know. He grew up limb. And so, and he was now hiding all his life uh, in fear of being executed, if discovered by David. So you can imagine he was lame and he was hiding. He was living all his life in fear of execution. And so he was, whatever anybody can throw in his direction, could throw in the direction that he had. Uh, so he was a poor man, the poorest, the dirtiest, the account. But one day, the king sat down, was a man of war. There was peace. Things were falling in. He said, I'm a covenant child of God. God has a covenant with me. God will not look at me by who I am and what I do, but through the eyes of his covenant. And that's why I've covenanted that I will not deliberately hurt God. Covenant people don't hurt their partners. And that's why when people say, it's grace, we can sin. No! It shows your ignorance. You have no clue. You can err. He said, I will chastise and I will correct, I will restore. But you cannot deliberately be hurting your covenant partner. It shows you don't understand covenant. When David goofed with Bathsheba, and killed the Ah! 
God, I'm not God. But what if you are David? Ah, no, I want God to do to me what he did to David. You see human beings? You see human beings? Say, flame! But if you are the one, you say, God, mercy. That's man, but God is different. But see what God did. By the time God showed him the mess he had created for himself, the Bible said he repented. He realized what he has done. You know what repentance means? Never again will you see me facing there. And God saw his heart. When that child died, God said, Now, hey, no, no, no. He was begging God. God said, No, 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 no. There might be something of a reproof for your life. But God allowed him to continue. The mercy of God. He was still the son of Bathsheba that succeeded David. If you are God, will you allow it? God doesn't think like man thinks. But this is where I'm going. In Psalm 51. Can cast me not away. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. These are the things that God brings on the table. Don't you come and to live? I'm Egypt. Listen unto me. The joy of the salvation. Renew spirit within. See, 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 see. He began to allude to all that God brought to the table. He said, Don't remove what you brought to the table. In the covenant, you brought your presence, you brought the Holy Spirit, you brought the joy of your salvation. Please restore them. Please restore them. He didn't stop there. He said, And please help me, create in me the right spirit so that I will not hurt you. Covenant. Somebody here with me. Now, look at it. He was in total destitution, forgotten. One day the king sat down and covenant remembered him. Do you know in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, the Bible says, We were lost in our sins. Because of his mercies. Verse 4 or 5. Ephesians 2. 4 or 5. Let me go there first of all. But God was rich in mercy. So I got it. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sin. Had quickened us together with Christ. You were dead in sin. He sought you out. Look, is there no one that can show kindness? God is always willing to show kindness. Anything that makes you think that his wicked is looking for a way to hammer you and to no 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 no. If you are a born again child of God, he's looking for every means to show you kindness. You've been born again since you have a covenant with God. He's always thinking, how can I show Taiwo kindness? Uh, somebody following me? 
Because if Tawu understands that, that's the way Tawu will think every, every day. If Tawu thinks that way every day, kindness will follow him. That's why David said, goodness and mercy shall follow. It was a covenant with Tawu. Come on. He was speaking covenantly. Because he knew. How much more you? The problem is that you don't know. So when you have to say, the blood of Jesus, there are many things going on in our minds. Mercy. Kindness. That's why he whom the Son has set free is And today you pray that prayer. Goodness and message, follow me. You don't even know what you're saying. You say, I'm a covenant child of God. Goodness and message, follow me. Because God will do it. That's what God does. You will wake up every day expecting something good. I'm talking covenant. Unlike the age we live in, people wake up expecting evil. And all our prayers is, God, don't let evil, don't let evil, don't let evil. Why will you pray, God, let go evil? Uh, I will deal with you definitely. But what about all the goodness of God? Malabo, Shandarabo, Nintalababa. He was sought out to be blessed. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Now, blessed be God. Blessed be God and Father of our who has already blessed you with every even the one that is yet to fall into place, they have no choice. When they know I know and I'm confessing it now by the grace of God that this is my right, they begin to adjust. See, see. Number two, <laughs> he was he was brought to be shown the secret of blessings. That's God's pattern. Look at the covenant he had with Abraham. After 430 years, overnight, when he released those people, Psalm 105, can somebody put 105, verse 37, down, just put it, 105, Psalm 105, verse 37. See what God did with slaves. Improving to them, you are covenant children. Don't ever think that you are, you are slave forever. Can you put it on Psalm 105? He also brought them out. How? Come on, talk to me now. When he brings you out, he reveals the secret. The root of blessings to you. He brought him out from nothing. And the first thing he said, fear not. Say, all the possession of your grandfather, the king, are yours. See straight away. See, and gold. And there was no people amongst his tribes. That's it, sir. Egypt was glad when uh, uh, God will be blessing you. People will be glad that you are getting it and going. Those who are receiving, those who don't like it, don't. when God is blessing you, they say, I thank God that God is blessing her. God is blessing you. I'm talking covenant here. Uh, <laughs> Pastor, you're just picturing us happy. God knows I'm not. I'm excited because I know it. I know this truth. And I'm sharing with you. Ask her my song the whole night. When I wake up, when I sleep, I say the blood of Jesus. You know, I, I'm a covenant child of God. 
always dangling over my head, always overtaking me. I have wealth and riches, always knocking and following me. Goodness and mercy, they are following all the days of my It's not because I have four heads. It's because of the blood of Jesus. I am favored. I'm wise. Why? Because in dying, he became to me the wisdom of covenant. It's true. It's what you know. Okay. See what? God's fortune, apart from giving everything his father had, he said, from today, you eat on the table with me. The person that was not sure of where the next meal will come, from today, take the whole land and the possessions, but eat on my table every day. You see, my source is infinite, not just because I'm king, I'm in a covenant with the God of infinite, the God of infinite supplies, the God whose resources can never be sacked. So, eat all you want on my table. As I have covenant with God, I have with your father. So I have with you. Any covenant child of God in the house today? Yes, if a covenant child of God shouts, Greater! Can you now see that it's wrong for you, like Pastor Nothing was sharing, to carry your body on your head everywhere you go when you are a covenant child of God? When God is part of your life and is ready to fight your battle? ready. It doesn't matter how many people are fighting you. If a host rises here and the whole army encamp here or confederacy of armies say one thing I will have this. Oh, I feel the fire. And that will I seek after that I will dwell in the presence of God. That's part of what God has brought to the table, covenant table. No, I won't be distracted from that. Uh-uh. The King's Fellowship. I have scriptures. The Bible says that we who were once far away, we had no covenant, we had no God. He said, Now we have been brought near. How? Come on, talk to me. How? By the blood which we seem which is represented here today by the cup. And here in the book in the epistle of Corinthians, say the cup of blessings which we bless. So when I take this, I am reminding myself and I'm confessing to the world I have a covenant with the maker of heaven and earth through the blood of his son Jesus Christ because by his stripes I am So everything, deliverance, salvation, supplies, come on. Blessings, hey, fellowship. Then it makes me part of the king's family. I become an heir to the throne. You see, there he did become an heir. But in the better covenant, we become heirs to the throne. Joint heirs with Christ. Romans 5 17. Ephesians chapter 2, read the whole place. Galatians, go read it. That was what Paul spent his whole life trying to make us to understand. Any king in the house? What qualifies you as a king? 
blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I said the blood of Jesus. If you are a king, won't you be conscious of the attributes of a king in everything you do? If you are a king, because where the word of the king is. And what does this say? He said, I have given you a tongue and a wisdom that cannot be resisted. I think time is okay. I give up. I just got to share some of the things that make Christianity Christianity. That's the basis of Christianity, the blood of Jesus. That's why there's no religion like Christianity because it's not a religion. Is somebody hearing me? Every religion and every cult is based on some great sacrifice. The blood of goats and bulls and chicken and whatever. Or the blood of human beings. And the purer the person, the, the stronger the covenant. So they look for unblemished. And that's why they tell you that when you're going to make a sacrifice, they say it's a bull of a one-year-old, a one-day-old bull, I mean chicken, a one-year-old bull, a one-month-old. Why? So it would not be corrupted. Uh-huh. And so they look for human beings too. They look for the one that has. <laughs> but thank God, our own, there's no sacrifice that can equal it. It's not just a human being, none like him. Never seen. Talk of unblemished. That's why it's called the only and eternal sacrifice. Eternal in the sense that there's no other sacrifice that can equal. Talk left of surpass. And when you know what to have, your confidence will be kindled. Glory be to God in the eye. <laughs> so we go back to where we started from Hebrews chapter 10. Let us therefore come with boldness to the throne. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off-town planning way in Lukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.